This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thanks for listening to No Joke with Billy and Adam on the HeadGum Podcast Network. This is the show where we tackle a topic oh so loosely and discuss our previous, present, and future relationship to it. Today's topic was Dear Abby. We hope you enjoy the No Joke Podcast. Welcome back. It is the No Joke Podcast. I am Billy Scafiore. I'm Adam Lustig. And it is episode number 138. 138, Bill. 138. Yes, man. 12 away from 150. We're creeping up there, Bill. I don't know if 150 matters any more than 138, Kinda but it matters is. matters to us, though. Just nice and round. Round numbers. Nice and round, folks. <laughs> um, Adam, we've done a podcast uh, a couple weeks ago. Yes. Megan Patoon is the host. Yes. It's called Just a Tip. A fabulous podcast. We highly recommend going to check it out. Really, really fun. Really she good. was also on uh, an episode with us. She was. All about dancing. Yes, she's a fabulous choreographer, taught us to dance. So you and I have also appeared on John Gabris's podcast, High and Mighty. High and Mighty, yes, we have. I wouldn't exactly call it an advice podcast, but he does kind of teach you how to live like him. Yes. Eat everything, speak loudly, just be rambunctious. Be rambunctious. Right. Jake and Amir here have, if I were you, another fabulous advice podcast where yes. they take listener emails and sort of respond hilariously and truthfully. Here's the thing about all three of those podcasts compared to No Joke. Yes. I think they're more popular. They I, are, I think they, they have bigger numbers. Oh, shoot. I think people <laughs> can actually take away yeah. some information and feel more included in those podcasts. That's what we've been missing, real practical things to take away from. So, Adam, what do you say you and I try and become advice podcasters today? <laughs> it's worth a shot. I mean, we have, th- we have advice. Shot. We have advice to impart. We're wise right. in our ways. Now, full disclose. <laughs> full disclose, folks. I put out on Twitter today. Yes. Uh... Hey, if we do a mailbag episode, yeah. listeners, yeah. would you have any questions for us? Hit us with some hot cues. And look, I've seen other pseudo-celebrities and cool people podcast hosts put out that question. This happens. And then get 20 cool questions. That happens. People, We've seen it. Seems like listeners love to give questions. Yes. Suggest ideas. Right? Suggest questions. That's the dialogue that this is supposed to be. This was a ghost town on Twitter, folks. Yeah, we didn't really get a ton of, a ton of bites. I was just standing there That's waiting okay. for a bite. <laughs> No bites. That's okay. No one really had too many questions on the brain at 7.30 in the morning. sometimes we have to make our own bites. Right. Sometimes we have to make our very own. Luckily, there are other people out there that are being asked questions. Yes. Professional question asked. Yep. And we didn't receive any questions. Right. So we thought, hey, maybe we'll just take their questions. They've already answered them. Yes. But let's take their questions, too. We haven't answered them, though. We have advice. Yeah. <laughs> sure. They've answered them, but we have yet to answer them. Right, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> so we could try and mimic all of these modern, cool, all these people that you've heard about podcasts before. Yeah. Or, Adam, we could go back to the olden let's times. Let's go straight to the source. 56. Let's go back to 1956 when a column started called Dear Abby. Dear Abby. The sort of the titan on the Mount Rushmore of advice columns. Right. I would say of advice columnists. Yes. Dear Abby to me is like one. That is the one. People got their information via newsprint. Yes. And there was an advice column in the newsprint. Yes. And you would write a question. Yes. That pertained to your life that you were wrestling with. Yes. And you would send it by mail. Yes. To some faceless corporate. Corporation in hope that some person in some office would receive that mail That's right. and give you the advice in the newspaper the following advice day. Advice columnist. This, yes. That was like, I, I'm not sure if that was a thing before Abby. Mm-hmm. And then I was doing a very, very cursory amount of reading before okay. we sort of hopped on the mics here. And tell us about Abby. The, all I can tell you is that Abby, dear Abby, obviously extremely successful advice column started in 56. I believe she passed away in like 2013. But like for years and years, she was answering these weekly questions, like you said. Apparently, she 
she had a sister, maybe even a twin sister. Oh. A t- maybe even a twin sister that started a rival advice podcast that became Ask Ann Landers. Wow. So Dear Abby and Ask Ann Landers were two rival sisters. Advice givers. Rival advice givers. Right. Which is such a funny thing to be to like be a rival with and of. Uh-huh. Yes. And so this episode won't be about the history not of really. Dear Abby no. and Ann Landers per se. No, not at all. We will just be taking their questions yes. and answering and them. And giving them our answers. That's right. Billy and Adam are the Abby and Ann in this equation. So now we're going to be a successful podcast because now we're giving advice. That's right. So today's episode, folks, is going to be called and is about Dear Abby. <laughs> Dear freaking Abby. So we have a couple – I have a sort of a slew of Dear Abby questions from the year 2003, Year of Our Lord. Okay. Uh, Billy's got some, I think, that are maybe a little more current. Okay. Yeah. So maybe you'll be Dear Addy. Okay, good. And I'll be Babby. Babby. Okay. So I'm Dear Addy and you're Dear Babby. So when you read the question, uh, please make it out to – Dear Addy. Yep. Okay, great. And when you read yours, you'll read Dear Babby. That's right. Okay, Addy. Okay, great. So Addy. Yes. You got something for us? I'm going to dive – I think I'm going to dive right in here. Okay. Dear Addy, <laughs> what do you think of restaurants that have televisions in every room while you're trying to eat dinner with your family? They make me crazy. <laughs> I can't stand them. I consider dinner time to be a special opportunity for family members to share a nutritious meal while conversing about the events of everyone's day. Yes. We don't answer the phone or the doorbell, nor do we watch TV. Of course. So that we can concentrate on hearing about school and work. Yes. Because during the rest of the day, family members eat at different times and rush about, dinner time is sacred. Yes. Occasionally, we dine out at different restaurants so that I can have a break from cooking and doing dishes. (laughs) Lately, they all seem to have TVs in every room. And instead of talking, everyone stares at the TV Uh. like, hypnotized zombies. Sheesh. If a baseball or football game is on, everything else is ignored. This defeats the purpose of having dinner out together. Can anything be done to get the TVs removed from dining areas and restaurants? Oh. Shouldn't there be a choice as to whether you eat in a room with a television or not? Oh. Restaurants used to have small TV sets in the bar area, but not in the dining room. I hate to give up eating out, but I'm about ready to. Any other suggestions? Signed, tv mom, South Miami, Florida. Great read, Addy. <laughs> Thank you, you really Babby. took her on. Thank you, Babby. Okay, Adam. Yeah. So, TVs is there and any, restaurants. Is there anything that could be done is one of her questions. That is a direct question yeah. that we could probably give suggestions. Yes. To. I would say go into your local establishment yes. and ask, yeah. hey, can you remove those large televisions from the wall? Yeah. Direct. Yes. I think you need to go straight to the source and yeah. maybe just say. Just ask the restaurant straight up. Please could you take down that? all of those televisions you've hung up. How do you think a restaurant I – I don't see a restaurant being super receptive to that. I, I mean, think I, that's fair. <laughs> no, I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I They've think they made be like, no. They, <laughs> I think they might be like, no. Right. <laughs> but she's asking what can yeah, she what do? Yeah, what can you do? You can – yeah, So there's ask. that. Yeah, then you could, ask. I would also say that you could probably go and uh, maybe bring some sort of uh, tool yeah. to take them off yourself. Yes. I also think that seating arrangements is sort of critical. I mean like the physical seating configuration. Okay. So I would say to uh, TV List Mom in South Miami, Florida. Right. I would say maybe arrange your family in such a way that you are the only one that can see the TV. Okay. So you put, you put your spouse, you put your kids. So that they're only facing you. Maybe they're only facing the windows. Right. So that maybe if at – I mean – 
you know, if the Babby's suggestion of asking the restaurant to turn off the TV doesn't work, at least the TV is blaring, but at least maybe they can't see it. Right. So their eyes are on you. Their attention's on you. You can talk about your day and connect as a family. And if the layout of the restaurant isn't as conducive to that suggestion as possible, yeah. perhaps you guys take your plates, yeah. stand up, yeah. walk to the wall, yeah. and just face the wall and hold your plates and eat the entire time. That Dunce way. style. Right. Yeah. Take matters into your own hands. It's yes. like restaurant – if the restaurant is going to sort of make the sort of media impositions where like a TV is blaring and it's like forcing you to engage with the news or sports center or right. Batman Returns, then maybe you take power into your own hands, TV list mom from Florida. Take your plate, take your family's plate, stand against the wall and eat facing the wall. There you go. Okay. And there's our advice. <laughs> and there's our advice, folks. This is Addie and Babby and you're asking us. Let it be known that that question was asked in 2003. <laughs> In 2000 and friggin' three. From South Florida. Let's modernize. Alrighty. All right. I'm going to go in. Mm, this one seems a little rough. Great. We're going to slide right along. And this is from 2018, right? Excuse me? This is from 2018. These are like recent columns, Bill? Um, this Maybe. Is, this is just a few months okay, ago. Okay, great. So we should also clarify that if I did my research correctly, it is now since Abby has passed away, I believe it is her daughter that has taken the mantle. And so perhaps these, dear Abby, questions are the new Just Abby. for a little historical context. Thank you. You're welcome. Dear Babby, yeah. <laughs> my wife and I have been married for 42 years. Congrats. For the most part, we have had a good marriage. Lovely. We raised two children and are, and are helping to raise three grandchildren and still enjoy Aww. each other's company. Fabulous. I'm retiring shortly and looking forward to enjoying it. Great. For years, I have anticipated being free to travel the country and see things I didn't have the time to see when I was employed. The problem is, I like the idea of seeing the country via road trips. Oh. My wife says she's a homebody and doesn't mm. want to be struck in the, stuck in the car for a week. Yeah. Several friends have suggested that I should take my road trips without my wife. Mm. I don't really want to do that, and she says that if I did, she would feel deserted. How can I be a good husband yeah. and spend time with my wife and not feel cheated out of something I've wanted to do for so long? <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Headed for the open road. Headed for the open road. It's a good question. I, I really get that. It's that, well, first of all, congratulations on your fabulous 42-year-long marriage. Yes. That is wonderful and an achievement in and of itself and mazel tov. Yes. They're not listening. You're not listening. They're not listening. They don't even know You'll where You'll never even know we question. addressed this. They, they asked Abby. Yeah, Abby. Okay. Just a, ago. just a reminder. This is Addy and Babby. Got you it. don't know we, we even have an advice podcast. Yeah. Headed for the open road has no idea that we're talking <laughs> about him right now. At all. Okay. At all. But congratulations, congratulations on your 42 to years. You. Congratulations a road trip across the country your wife doesn't want to so much what do you do i get it um knee-jerk reaction virtual reality oh so now it is 2018 and there is a world in which you can both experience right. and truly explore the open roads of america from the comfort of your living room right and i know that a little bit defeats the purpose of going to see america yeah. i get it yeah i totally get that right i just want to bring you back to a personal memory that babby and i had years ago when we discovered google earth yes and from the squalor of my horrible brooklyn apartment we went to the sphinx that's right we, we explored egypt yes. we traveled the middle east there were beer cans everywhere so but we like, were somehow in like the mojave desert and like we left that day be like we feel so well traveled yes so okay that is like sort of a semi that's a meet in the middle response. that's, that's a, meet a meet in the middle that's a meet in the middle bill's suggestion yeah you've put in the hours yeah you've put in the hours you guys have done the things you wanted to do yeah you've gotten what you wanted to get out of life in the communal phase yes you need to be selfish with your desires as well yes if you need to head for the open road you need to head for the open road. You're saying go, go, go. Go, 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 go and go. don't look back. Yeah. And I would encourage my homebody wife yes. to have a great home experience yes. while I'm out. Yes. Make the most of that experience. But I need to go on a vacation. I have three kids. Yep. Uh, two kids, three grandkids. Yep. They're all in good positions. Yep. 
I have to head for the open road. Yeah, you bring up a pretty good point. I mean, I wonder if there's a world where I don't know how wealthy you are, uh, but where you drive and she flies. If it's the dri- if it's the driving, that she doesn't want to get stuck in a car. I totally get uh, not wanting to be like cooped up in a car for 18 hours as you drive across Nebraska. RV? RV. RV to Sabonis? RV to Sabonis. Is there some way that you can soup up the travel experience so it's not so uncomfortable for her? Right. Um, but America's cool. It's worth seeing. Okay. You've earned it. Okay. You've lived a long life. Okay. I say go get it. Head for the open go road. Go get it. Folks, Addie and Babby are coming with the advice on this podcast. Truly. I hope that Abby, Abby's daughter, and their rival sister <laughs> slash aunt. Amlanders. Are proud of us. Yes. We need to do a quick act break. Oh, okay. An ad break. A song. No, not an ad oh, break. Oh, a song. A song. Okay, great. An advice song. An advice song. Hit on the road again. Oh, on the road again. Just can't good. wait to get, get back on, on that road, road again. again. This is, yep. I mean, that's Let's do it. it. Let's do it. And that's it. road again Just can't wait to get on the road again The life I love is making music with my friends And I can't wait to get on the road again On the road again Going places that I've never been Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again Road again, like a man of gifts, we go down the highway. We're the best of friends, insisting that the world keep turning our way and our way. It's on the road again. Just can't wait to get on the road again. The life I love is making music with my friends. Welcome back to the No Joke Podcast. This is Act Two. Today we are talking Dear Abby and advice columns in general, and that was Willie Nelson's On the Road Again. America's Greatest Stoner. Yeah, he is America's Greatest Stoner. Right? It's him, Chim and Chong, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Uh, yeah, they're the Mount Rushmore. Seth like, Rogen. Seth Rogen is up there. Anyone else? Uh, Any other big isn't dogs? like Bill Maher, like a weed guy? Yeah, Maybe he's kind of. He's kind of corny. Yeah. Abby and Alana. Yeah, Abby and Alana. Yeah, they're yeah. the Mount Rushmore of like public weed. Okay. Martha Stewart. Martha. Has like sort of elbowed into that space with Snoop. Is she open with her weed use? I'm pretty sure she's pretty open. Okay. Is it the show that she has for Snoop Dogg? Like we get high and that's the show. Oh really? I feel like that's the show. I have no idea. Great. That's just, <laughs> that's just an internet clip to me. Yes. 
I just see those two for like 15 second installments, and, and like, I'm like, that's interesting. They're both famous. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, As are, a reminder, we are doing an episode about Dear Abby. We're yes. giving advice yes. a la the popular podcasts on HeadGum. Yes. Adam, yes. do you have an Abby Q for us? I have one from 2003. Here we go. Dear Abby. As a longtime postal carrier, I found the letter you printed from the carrier in Las Vegas interesting and frightening. Don't know what that's in reference to. I, too, find spiders in mailboxes. Yo, yo, yo. I didn't see that come in. Sometimes I shoo them out. Shoo. Sometimes they run and hide. When they're black widows, I usually try to squish them. Oh, but I ne- my God, with this question. <laughs> but I never want my customers to spray poisons into or around their mailbox. Once a poison has been applied to the mailbox... New chapter! (laughs) Once once a poison has been applied to the mailbox... Who hasn't said that sentence before? (laughs) It will be transferred not only to the letters placed inside, but also to the hands that retrieve them and and the nose that inhales while the person... (laughs) The nose that inhales. <laughs> nose that inhales while the person is standing at the mailbox. Yes. Furthermore, spiders are not easy to poison. Mm-hmm. The spray has to land on, on the spider to be effective. Got I it. have seen people drench Bullseye. their mailboxes with spray because harmless ants have used it as a temporary shelter. The ants would have moved on in a few days. However, Whoa. the TV guide the family will be handling the entire week is now soaked in poison. This is... <laughs> Please, please warn readers to look inside their mailboxes before reaching in. It is a safer way to avoid contact with spiders, and it's simpler. A simpler time. Susan from North Highlands, California. Susan! Didn't see the Susan at the end. So this is clearly in reference to a previous uh, letter letter writer who had said, spray the shit at your mailboxes if you want to kill spiders in there. (laughs) You got to get poison all over. And this mailwoman, Susan, is saying, hold the phone, y'all. You got to blast the spider directly. Okay? Otherwise, you're just soaking the mailbox. Box and poison, right. putting your family in danger and me as a postal service worker in danger. Right. Okay. So she doesn't have a question. You're it's, saying? More, it's a rebuttal to a previous. Okay. It seems like it's a rebuttal to a previous advice moment. So if I'm Abby in that situation, yes. I'd write back, okay. <laughs> Good thoughts. She got it. Uh, well, can, let's consider that. Sure, yeah. Susie. Yeah. Sure, Susie. Yeah. Giving advice to an advice columnist. Adam, kind of. do you have any sort of uh, informed response or anything that you'd like to tell Susan um, or any sort of thing you'd like to tell the listeners about what you just read? Yeah. Let me think. I mean, spiders taking taking nests in mailboxes right. and all of the problems therein. Yeah. Um, the mailbox is – you just stick your hand in there. You never know. It is true. You never know what's it, in there. Have you ever encountered any creepy crawlies in a mailbox context? No. I don't think I, I have. Don't think I in have, my personal life. But I have sometimes gotten scared that there's a sharp object in there. Yeah. Accident. And I yes. just, you just dig your hand. Yes. Yeah. It does bring up an interesting thing, though. It's like, for, for like mail carriers, it's like, it is such a, you're doing it every day, but it is a very brief, intimate interaction with a family that you don't know, with a stranger. Like, opening a mailbox. Yeah. And like giving, it's very personal. It is deeply. There is something like bizarrely personal about mail. That's right. And like m- people who deliver mail. There's. It's becoming fewer and fewer people need to come to your house and yeah. knock on your door or deliver a service. Yeah. You know, there's that. It's if it's Amazon. Yeah. Like wish fulfillment it just people, shows up. Or otherwise, it's just like we don't go to each other's doors that much. Yes. But the mail every day comes with your little personalized things. Yes. And it really like they can build their own narratives. Yes. I'm sure, exactly. If they remember enough, they yes. see it enough. 
enough. Now, honestly, I have to say that I learned something practical from this, which is that when I, because like we live here in California, there's ants and spiders, bugs everywhere, constantly, always. Yes. So like you know, my in my house, we're very equipped with the raid and with the ant spray and with the spider okay. spray and things like that. Okay. And this is news to me that it's got to be a direct hit. I'm spraying very generally. I'm being incredibly lackadaisical and sort of extremely broad right. with my ant spray. Right. So that's good to know. Poison I everywhere. Be a more localized. With Poison that. everywhere. Poison everywhere. You might want to consider wearing gloves all the time for the rest of your life. Forever. I that mean, would be another good one. Just right. forever. You can spray poison willy-nilly. This yes. is what I would say to this person. Yes. You can spray poison willy-nilly as long as you wear gloves and pinch your nose with a clothespin. The whole time. The rest of your life. Forever. Then there's no problem. No risk. So it's your choice. Consider that. Hit the spider with a bullseye or, breathe or go willy-nilly yeah. and breathe through your mouth forever. Forever. Okay. So there's that. Good advice, Babby. Thank you, 2004. Thank you. We're sliding back to 2018. All right, current day. 2018, folks. Yes. This is still happening. All righty. May. Just a few months ago, this person's in a pickle. Person's in a pickle ad. Great. Dear Abby. Or should I say Babby? Babby. Because that's me. Dear Billy Bab- plus Abby. Babby. <laughs> Dear Babby, I am a happily married man. Congrats. I am also part of my church's worship team. Nice. And at the church. Team. At, at, yep team worship team okay you know what i mean okay get together practice rehearse (laughs) and at the church three times a week two ladies are active in the church almost as much as i am cool every time i'm there it's a good bet i'll see at least one of them i'm ashamed to admit this Uh uh-oh but i have lustful feelings for them oh man i would never act on my feelings that's the team dynamic but i would like to get rid of them leaving the church is not an option embarrassed in kansas jesus christ i'd like to get rid of them not the women the feelings. The feelings. But you fear that if those two are connected, he's going to put these women in a ditch somewhere. So this man is in a church group on a worship team. Yes. Two. There are also two other women that are there quite frequently. Yes. One of the women he has lustful feelings for. Or both. Or both. Correct. Uh, for them. I have lustful feelings for them. For them both. Now that is a bigger thing. Yeah. That to me indicates a bigger for thing. For them both. You can be attracted to one person, but if you're yeah. just attracted to women in your women, life. It sounds like you might be a little just generally repressed, and that's probably why you're writing this letter in the first potentially, place. Potentially. You might also just not be in love with the person that you were anymore. Yes. And any other woman you come in contact you. with. I, yeah, I, you. Lo- I love the prospects of you. You're on my worship team, you. I, I love the prospects of you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, getting rid of sexual feelings, I don't know if that – I'm not sure that's possible. Right. I don't know if that is really a – that's not something you can really eradicate, I don't think. Okay. Um, Should we hear what Abby said? I would love to hear what Abby said. Because this is actually one of those things where what the hell do we know? Would love to hear what Abby On said. On all of these questions. I don't know hell? anything about worship teams. Okay. Yeah. Let's just read a freaking Dear Abby Please. Column. Dear Embarrassed. <laughs> That's tough. <laughs> Dear Embarrassed. You ever send an email with that as your opening line? Mm-hmm. Dear Embarrassed. You seem like a very nice person. Lust is a part of the human condition. Yeah, exactly. It has been around before the Old Testament was written. Yes. Instead of feeling guilty, perhaps it's time to accept that you're human. I think Rather than quietly suffer embarrassment, it may help to discuss your feelings privately with your clergy person. Mm-hmm. It won't be the first time he or she has heard something like this. Trust me. Yes. Sometimes simply verbalizing uncomfortable feelings can make them diminish or go away entirely. I totally. And that's why she's Abby. You nailed it. And I'm Abby. Abby, And and you're Abby. Abby. Okay. That's, I echo that strongly. Yes. 
Absolutely. We support Abby. You're a human animal. You're going to experience lust. If you really want to talk about it, it will be uncomfortable to talk about it with these two women. Right. But if you have a close friend or, yes, a clergy person, you're clearly religious. So right. good advice, Abby. Yep. There's a reason you've been doing this for a thousand years. Do you think that Abby's main job is to just deflect the responsibility onto somebody else? <laughs> Ask your uh, priest. Talk to a priest. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, you seem nice. Talk to a priest. Write my sister Anne if you really <laughs> want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm here to just collect checks. Embarrassed. Yeah. Dear embarrassed. Embarrassed. It is such a funny, like, trope of these advice columns. Like, the anonymity, like, embarrassed in Tulsa, like, single mom in Nevada. It's such, like, a funny trope of that. As opposed Do you to have just, one that you know what you would be? I think I'd be, I think I'd be, like, uh, maybe sort of, like, uh, anxiously awaiting in Los Angeles. Ooh. I would, yeah, just, like, Anxiously awaiting's a good one. Yeah, like, uh-huh. yeah, like, it, this isn't, like, you know, the stakes aren't, this isn't, like, a red alert, but, like, I'm very curious here. We have to say, like, okay. I'm thinking about this a lot. I think mine would be frequently sunburned. Oh, that's good. Frequently, frequently sunburned in Silver Lake. That's, ooh, that's... Yeah, yeah. Love that. Frequently sunburned in Silver Lake. Okay. Asks. Now I need to reverse engineer a question about being sunburned, because so I love that name that so much. Okay. okay. I have one, a 2003 question here. Love it. These have always been the most fun. Okay, great. I thought it was going to be funny. It might be serious. We'll find out together. Let's find out. Dear Abby, or should I say Addie? You should. A close friend of mine, I'll call her Jane. Sure. Is a thief. Hello. <laughs> Hello. In parentheses, she is 15 and I am 14. <laughs> oh, sweet. Although. <laughs> oh, this is great. Although her thefts are small, I know that petty thefts can turn into big ones. Yo. Jane steals food from snack machines at school. How? And loose change. How? <laughs> Genius. Tell us how, Jane. Yeah, we all you, Jane. want that. Steals food from snack machines at school and loose change and small bills from people's purses in town. Okay, that's a – in town. In t- <laughs> that's a pickpocket. Yeah. When I tell her to stop because it's wrong, her reply is, I can't help it. It's in my blood. I won't take anything big. Oh, I like her friends. My biggest fear is that Jane will steal bigger stuff. Like, because when I first noticed her taking change, it happened maybe once a month. Then it had increased to once a week. Now it happens every day. Whoa. I care about Jane. She's sweet and funny. Okay. But I don't know how to get her to stop. Okay. How can I help her? Should I tell someone? Please help, Abby. Scared and helpless. Wow. 14. <laughs> Scared helpless. and helpless. Helpless? Where are your parents? Yeah. <laughs> Where is anyone in your life? You're 14. You're, you're right. How do you know about advice columns? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, scared and helpless. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I have a piece of advice. Yeah, please. Your friend is clearly going down a destructive path, and yeah. I don't think you can stop them. Yeah. <laughs> I know you're not listening to this podcast, but I'm speaking to you directly right now, scared and desperate, or whatever. You're in 2003. Helpless. Right. You're, you're, now now, you're not probably a mother. <laughs> you're yeah. now my age. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway. <laughs> I want the 14-year-old you to get help, and here's how I think you can help yourself. Yes. Encourage your friend, or don't encourage your friend, allow your friend to steal enough where they are wealthy or they're a little cash rich right now. Then encourage them to buy you something nice. Hey, that's good. Something really nice. Yeah. Something that you've coveted for a long time that you can't afford. Yeah. Once you get that object, call the cops and tell them that she's been stealing. Tell on her right away. You've got what you want. Entrap her. And now just leave her alone. So your advice is entrap your good friend. After you get the big gift. Entrap your close friend. Say, okay, let her keep stealing. Yes. Maybe even encourage it. Yes. So she is sort of... So she's it's she's it's lucrative for her. Of she's course, wealthy. Yes, and then you say, "Buy me that surfboard I've always wanted." PlayStation buy me that, Two. Buy me that PlayStation Two, please. Yeah, you buy it, and yep. then as soon as you get it, you say nine one one. Oh, hello, police! I'm with the thief, um, <laughs> and I'm helpless. <laughs> I'm scared. I'm, I'm with Abby the thief, and I'm helpless. My friend, let's call her Jane. Has thieved. 
She's 15. Yeah, she's 15. She just stole change. Yeah, she just stole change out of the person. I get it. I get, like, being close to a friend who's, like like Billy said, or Babby, I should say, going down a destructive path. You right. don't want her, like – it's hard to, like, see a friend with, a, with, like, a bad habit, like a fun little inconsequential bad habit. It's in her blood. A consequen- it's in her blood. What I don't steal big things. That is an awesome sentence. Yeah. I mean, look, I have to admit, when I was 14 and 15, I was stealing things from supermarkets. I was shoplifting little candy bars. Chrome I was caps. taking things. Chrome caps. Uh, off of cars. That's right. At hospitals. The worst place to yeah, steal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So we're thieves. Uh, we're thieves. We turned out fine. So to you, Scared and Helpless, I would say good for you for keeping an eye on it all the way back in 2003. Right. I hope that the issue has resolved itself. Right. I hope that Jane is not in prison. I'm sure she Grand is. Larceny. I'm sure I'm, she might be. I'm sure she is. But It's I, in her blood. But I would. my only advice would be um, stop reading advice columns. Mm. And maybe just like yeah, ask your ask your parents. Right. Maybe ask your parents or ask some peers. Right. I don't know if Abby is your resource here. Gotcha. Um, I know that's not a very helpful advice, but uh, I would say she's also thirty now, so don't you're worry. You're thirty, about your so I would say fourteen year old you. Maybe just chill out. Yep. Okay. Maybe chill. just chill. Get maybe the just... PS2. Call the cops and chill. Cops and chill. Chill. And trap your good friend and chill. Time to play another song. Exactly. Oh, and trap okay, your great. friend and chill. <laughs> 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 and lay low. You're Hell good now. You got what you wanted. You're good. You're not scared. You're not helpless. No you have way. a PS2. Yes. Chill. Yes. Okay. Okay. Is there a song about chilling? About chilling or burglaring or thieving? thieving blood or blood? <laughs> it's or, in my blood. It's in my blood, man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You what stole is my heart. You stole my. Oh, I don't yes. know. I don't yes. know. Yeah, there's got to be a song in that vein, right? Nothing is is leaping into my memory right now but stealing or thieving. Okay. There's no rush. Den of Thieves? Is that something? Den of Thieves? I don't know. Band <laughs> of Thieves? Yeah. Band of Horses. Yeah, Are yeah. you familiar with that song? so And then CeeLo covered it? Oh, yeah. Do you yeah, know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, I think I know what you're talking about. Band of Horses? Yes, yes. We're going to assume this we're song exists, there. and yes. when we come out of this song, we're going to tell you what that song is called. I can't wait. This is a Band of Horses. <laughs>
Welcome back to No Joke. This is Act 3. We are answering Dear Abby advice questions, but that was Band of Horses. No one's going to love you. We started with uh, Band of Thieves. Yeah, we, I still don't know the if the band of, Den of Thieves, Band of Thieves, got know. the Band of Horses really happy we ended on that song. That's a really pretty song. That's a good I one. I legitimately love that one. No one's going to love you is tough advice to get. Tough advice. I don't know if Dear Abby has ever answered a question just as simply as, listen, I read through your question. No one's going to love it's you. It's less advice and more of a curse. Right. It's more of just sort of like a curse that you're putting. <laughs> a hex yeah. that you're given. Yeah. Like no one's going to love, love you. you. Tough. Yeah. That's okay. tough to hear. Yeah. Adam, I was asking questions from 2018. Yeah. And frankly, they felt a little too modern. They yeah. seemed a little aggressive. Yeah. We live in a rough time. Yeah. The modern times always seem a little bit more aggressive than Don't the they? past. Yeah. So I rolled it all the way back. Simpler times. 1996. 96, baby. You know, just 40 years into <laughs> Dear Abby's run. <laughs> yeah, really. Come on. 56 Seriously. to 96. Exactly. Okay. Great. Let's hear <clears> it. <throat> the question is to Babby. Yes, Babby. Dear Babby. <laughs> Billy plus Abby equals Babby. Five years ago, which would be 1991 in this case... <laughs> My husband began a new career in the security business, working for a reputable company. Cool. Unfortunately, he discovered that not all security companies are reputable. Yeah, I can imagine. One day he came home with a frightening story. He had an emergency appointment to talk with an elderly couple in an affluent neighborhood about installing a security system. Okay. When he walked through their door, he found the house ransacked. Furniture overturned, oh, no. and what looked like blood stains oh, everywhere. Jesus Christ! I thought 2018 was bad. Yeah, really. In 1996, God. The woman told him that they had been robbed the night before, and her husband had been hospitalized overnight after trying to protect her in their home. Horrible. That tragedy might have been prevented had she not told the man posing as a telemarketer two days earlier that she was interested in a great security system deal. Violent thieves were as they say in the business, pre-qualifying this couple for a crime. Wow. Please don't tell anyone anything about yourself over the phone. Yeah. Let's say that again. Yes. Please don't Don't tell anyone anything anything about yourself over the phone. Wow. If you're interested in a product or service, get recommendations from friends and neighbors or get a company's name and telephone number from the Yellow Pages and make the calls yourself. Interesting. This advice is never a foolproof guarantee, but at least you're the one in control. Wow. Thank you, Abby. For your wonderful column. Jeez. Babby, I should say. Babby. I hope that with all of your past letters plus this one, the lives and property of your readers will be safeguarded. Wow, okay. Mary in Coventry, Connecticut. No need for a cute name. I'm Mary. I'm not anonymous here. I'm Mary. Mary. Wow, okay. So just to get the story straight. So this is an elderly couple... And, or, Mary's, no, husband, husband, Mary's, Mary's husband, husband is, uh, goes to install security systems. Yes. He got a call from a couple that needs a security system because the previous night their house got ransacked yes. because yes. over the phone, yes. they told somebody, yes. uh, somebody called them and said, you pre-qualify yes. for a security system. Yeah. And they said, that's great. We're old. We need security. Yes. And then those people said, we're going to commit a violent crime they on you They duped them. Yes. That's a bummer. 1996. Bummer. If there's one thing I take away from this. Yeah. It's that... 2018 feels terrible, and every year feels terrible. Yes. But it's always been bad. It's always been bad. It's always People are always nefarious. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever duped? I mean, yeah. No, I'm not a duper. Not a duper like that. I'm not trying to take people's money or things. Yeah, no, no, of course not. White lies, I could live in that forever. Yes, yes, But I would never try and take someone, dupe someone, like put them in a Ponzi scheme. Of course not. My gut, my morality, I'd die on the spot. But it is funny, though. Like, it is so easy to, not easy, but like, I just understand being being like duped over the phone like i totally get that like right. being able to it is a really vulnerable thing and like and this is the landline time yeah receiving a phone call it was almost like prestigious yeah prestigious but it was like 
it's like a message for me. Yes. We were still like so new and like still so like young with like yeah. trusting everyone who's here to talk yeah, to Yeah, exactly. There was like a sweet naivete to be like, well, if they called me, they must know me already. Right. Well, if someone's calling, going through the trouble of calling my home telephone, right. then they must have good intentions and be acting in good faith. And the home security system thing was like big in the 90s. Yeah. Putting in home alerts, yeah. home security yes. systems. Yes, we're living in the home alone era. Right. Who's of, watch Exactly. Yeah. Who's watching your home when you're not home? That's right. Yes. And then people were suddenly like, they always beep when I'm asleep. Yes, exactly. Just shut the damn thing off, I'd rather Harold. be robbed. That's let it down. Well, I'd rather be... And then that changed into, let's just get the sticker from the company. That's right. We don't even need... ADT. They say it that. It's like... ADT. If they see the sticker in the window, burglars are more likely to go to the next house. That's right. We don't need the system. We just, just need the, the sticker. sticker. Are you a just the sticker type guy, or would you go all in with the security if you had to? Me, Adam? Yeah. I'm. Adam's going all in. Yeah. Adam, Adam, is, Adam is the exa- Adam is the target... Target customer base. Got it for home security. Systems. Got it. I am just nervous enough that I want to sec- that like. Sure. I am all not- the security I can get. I would be duped. Got it. I would probably be duped in this scenario. You one hundred percent would. <laughs> I would. So this is actually good advice for you. Good advice. Ryan. Don't don't trust if someone is asking yeah. you if you need a home security system. Tell them no. Tell them no. Or like it's got that recommendation's got to come from a person IRL. Don't just be trusting fo- voices over the phone. You need to if you're looking for something you need to go get it. Yes. If someone is asking you, do you need more security in your life? Yes. They're trying to pre-qualify you to rob your ass. To rob blind. your ass. Good to know. Good soup. To, uh, legitimately good to know. Thank you, Mary, in Coventry, Connecticut. Thanks, Mary. In 1996. Thank you, Mary. Okay. We're going to dip back into 2K3 for a second. Sure. The future. The future. Dear Addie, my 25-year-old daughter, Beth, still carries around the teddy bear and baby blanket she's had since she was a child. I love this sentence and storyline. <laughs> Out they come whenever she travels on vacation or visits relatives. Oh, Beth. Or visits relatives. <laughs> she even took them with her when she went away to college. Okay. I often wondered what her boyfriends thought. Oh, boy. I don't want to hurt my daughter's feelings, Abby, but I think it represents her refusal to grow up. Oh. After seven years of college. Okay. Beth. Is it Dr. Beth? Worth exploring. Okay. After seven years of college, Beth still lives with me and o- has only a part-time job. Okay. What is your take on this? Bearing it all in Baltimore. Ooh, bearing it all. Wow. That, to me, this that took a little bit of a turn where okay. it was like, that took a turn for me, like a specific question about my daughter's blanket. Like specifically, she like carries around this blanket and teddy bear. What about that? Versus to what I perceive just to be a general slight about my daughter's lazy. She is a loser. She li- <laughs> When will my daughter get her shit together? Can you tell her to move out? Right. It's just like, it's sort I'll of. I'll start with the bear, but like <laughs> but ultimately, like she is just nothing special. <laughs> that's, Abby. That's the way that felt for me. How do, dear Abby, why did I get such a raw deal it, with my kid? That's the way it sort of pivoted into a general convention about my daughter. Right. Yeah. I'm curious how Abby answered that one, Ad. You want to is, Ab- is Abby's answer below? Yes, and it's short. Dear Bearing It All, the bear and the blanket give her a feeling of security. Right. Counseling could help her understand why she needs those tangible symbols. If she's not getting what she wants out of life, you would be doing Beth a favor to encourage her to get it. If she's not getting what she wants out of life, you would be doing Beth a favor to encourage her to get it. Sure. I think one of the art of advice giving yes. is to sort of reaffirm big tropes. Big yeah. truths. Right, right, right. Your daughter should get Cliches. what she wants. Yeah. Cliches. Like, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Sure. So, like, vague advice that's not super specific. I also but... wonder if Abby gets a question where she's like, eh, she's going to give an answer that's like, eh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep it moving. Keep it moving. You lady. know what I mean? Yeah. I'm sure she's only as interested as the questions yes. are interesting. Do you have any um, sort of talismans or heirlooms from your youth that you still have? I have a 
not a teddy bear. I didn't have a teddy bear or a blanket, but I had a uh, stuffed gorilla named Marshall because I got him at Marshall's. Okay. And I have still at my house, still there. My parents have Your hung house on in to Los it. Angeles? No, no, no. My house in my parents' house, I should say. Okay. So they have hung on to it for sentimental reasons. But yes. that is like the one stuffed animal toy sure. of mine that still exists. I received a t-shirt in kindergarten. I still wear it today. I, I wore it to the last frequently. time. Yep. So I, uh, it's not a teddy bear, but it's that. Yes. Our friend Julian made a necklace out of the sand at Burning Man. He baked it or caked it, and I wear that you wear almost, it all the time. Yeah, I wear that almost every day. All the time. Um, but from my youth, yeah. I had a teddy bear called Teddy, Good. naturally. Good. Um, but he didn't make it to Los Angeles He didn't with me. make it. I had a blanket called Blanky. Good. He didn't make it with me to Los Angeles. <laughs> You're in your 30s now. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no need. So I don't know if I'm still holding on to them, yeah. but I still think about them fondly. Yes, yes. And I look forward to having kids one day and them having Blanky and Teddy. And Would you have a theoretical cutoff as a father and as a parent? Would it be like, well, once you turn blank, we got to get rid of Blanky. We three. Get rid of- three. 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 You're a man now. <laughs> <laughs> if you're my son, you're a man now. If you're my daughter, you're a woman now. Imagine not bearing it all in Baltimore feels her daughter's 25. That's like eight rounds of 25. Mu- <laughs> Sorry. Jesus. Sorry. Okay. Huh. Okay. Got one, Bill? Yeah. We'll end on this one. Okay, great. <clears throat> Dear Abby, I wonder, this could be risque. Okay. It could be risque. Oh, well, we're risque. <clears throat> Dear Babby. Dear Babby. That's Billy plus Abby. Babby. <laughs> Dear Babby. I just finished reading the letter from Responsible Adult in New Jersey. Good. We don't have the context don't for that Don't have the context letter. for that, but we can imagine it's responsible. I just finished reading the letter from Responsible Adult in New Jersey cool. who was sick of the argument that dispensing condoms in school encourages, encourages sex. You said you anticipated sharp criticism from readers for printing that letter. Okay. I'd like to relate a story that made news here in Tucson. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. A 15-year-old girl was raised by strict parents who had not explained the facts of life to their daughter. Okay. They thought since she wasn't allowed to date, she didn't need to know about sex. Mm -hmm. Despite her parents' no dating rules, she had a boyfriend. Right. And she became pregnant. Too terrified to tell her parents, she kept her pregnancy a secret. She went into labor and gave birth in the toilet at a friend's house. Oh, God, it's terrible. Oh, God. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. You guys have no idea. It's getting worse. I just got to read it fast. Okay. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. I'm going to start from the beginning and go fast. Okay, okay. Despite her parents' no dating rule, she had a boyfriend and she became pregnant. Too terrified to tell her parents, she kept her pregnancy a secret. She oh. went into labor and gave birth in the toilet at a friend's house, then strangled her baby and put it into a dumpster. She's now facing charges of first-degree oh murder. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh when the parents were asked God. why they had never talked about sex to their daughter, the father replied, I guess we were waiting for her 16th birthday. Yeah. That's why you got to do it at three. Okay. Get rid of the, three. Get rid three. Of the bears. In, out with the bears, in with the condoms. The girl's life is ruined. Her parents' lives are ruined. God. And before anyone assumes that this girl is from a broken home or living in a ghetto, let me assure you that she comes from a typical middle-class two-parent family. Yeah. She was an honor student, a star basketball player, and very popular. Sure. My question to parents, are you willing to bet your life – are you willing to bet your child's life that he or she will always follow your rules? Yeah, a bit of a loaded question there. Yeah. He, Abby, if this letter changes the mind of just one parent who believes that the unavailability of condoms will prevent their teenagers from, from becoming sexually active, it will be worth the space in your column. You may use my name. Carol Montgomery, there you go, Carol. Tucson, Arizona, okay. 1996. Amen, Carol. Teach your kids about sex. Sex education is critical and important. Honest conversations with children 
about sex are healthy and good. People should know about sex and that, having it safely and why it's fun. We and, are the ones who stigmatize it. Yeah, exactly. Like, exactly, Carol Montgomery in Tucson. I, it's, that's a horrible tragedy that could have been averted and avoided by right. a little bit of true, actual sex education. There you go. And now so, there's a murderer in Tucson. Yeah, and we know about it now. And now we know about it. And now it. we know about it. Wish we didn't. We, we didn't before, but now we do. 22 years ago. We're the real victims here. There we are. Yeah, yeah. That it's is Addie and Babby. Such an inappropriate Way. <laughs> Such an inappropriate way to end this episode. Oh, I didn't mean it. We are the victims, real victims here. She killed the baby. About this back in and poor Billy and Adam are now the victims. <laughs> oh, poor guys. Jesus Christ. Hosting a podcast from a oh, very yeah, comfortable yeah. studio in Los Angeles. Addie and Babby. Well, well, we did a podcast did about, about it. All right. That's advice. Yeah. I wonder how popular we will now become. I think so. I think I, probably very. Okay. Yeah. I feel very popular. Yes. We need to sort of gin up some sort of like fun sibling rivalry between us so we can That's right. carry on the torch of Abby and Ask Ann Landers. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Well, that was Dear Abby. That was really good. Took a swing. We hit a double. Nice, Bill. I called it that. <laughs> for the No Joke Podcast, I am Billy Scafiri. I'm Adam Lustig. And like always, we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs> 